If you have your Bibles, you can go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Why don't you tell somebody next to you, say, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. If you're, if you're watching us online, we're so glad that you're joining us virtually. But we're, the worship team, y'all are good. You can go. We're so glad that you're joining us virtually. But uh, we would love to see you in person. So I know folks are still figuring out what life looks like and COVID land and all that. But we are here and we are having church and we want to see you in the building. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, we find uh, Paul addressing the church in Galatians. You have to remember this is a Gentile church. We're going to jump in this morning. That the Lord has set you free. Everybody say, I have freedom in Christ. Try it again. I have freedom in Christ. I heard my wife, but I, I heard some of you over here and not any of you over here. I have freedom in Christ. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, stand fast therefore in the liberty or the freedom that Christ has made us free. In the NASB it says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. If we go on to verse 2, it says, Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. Now just hang with me for a second. Uh, if, you just, if you just tuned in to, to what we're talking about, this verse may have just caught you off guard. So, so just hang with me for a second. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been, you have been severed from Christ. You are seeking to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. And verse 5 says, for we through the Spirit by faith are waiting for the hope of righteousness. Now that's the NASB version. I want to read this from the Passion Translation as well. You can follow along on the screen. It says, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free. I'll give you a second this morning. It says, Paul said, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free. Amen. Not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. I, I want you to tune in to me real closely this morning. And I want to echo what the Passion Translation says here. We must stubbornly refuse... Everybody look this way. Stubbornly refuse to go back to the way things used to be. Makes me think of that song that Pastor Grace sings. I can't go back. I, I won't go back. I, I, I don't, it's not an option. It's not on the radar. I can't go back. And we go on, it says, I, Paul, tell you, if, if you think there is benefit in circumcision and Jewish regulations, then you're acting as though Jesus, the anointed one, is not enough. 
I say it again emphatically. If you let yourselves be circumcised, you are obliged to fulfill every single one of the commandments and regulations of the law. If you want to be made holy by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you have cut off more than your flesh. You have cut yourselves off from the anointed one and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. But the Holy Spirit convinces us that we have received by faith the glorious righteousness of the anointed one. So as you tune into this verse, into this passage of scripture, it is evident as we jump in, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. What is the will of God concerning your life? It is that you and I would walk in the liberty of Christ Jesus, that we would walk in freedom. What is the plan of God for your life? That you will walk in freedom. The scripture is devoted great amount of time, effort, energy, the writing, the teaching of Christ, the, the redemption of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, all devoted to you and I walking out our freedom that has been paid for at Calvary. Amen. And we could get, we could get sidetracked in this life by the decisions we have to make about our job, decisions, you know, we, we spend more time, a great litmus test is how much time do you spend in prayer about your job, your career, your house, your, your marriage, your family, in comparison to how much time you spend in prayer and devotion to walking out the liberty that Christ paid for in your life. The, 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 here's the thing, is that Christ has paid the emphasis of the gospel. It is the greatest display, the greatest, the greatest outpouring of God's glory is on humanity to say that I will rescue you and liberate you from your bondage, from, from the sin that holds you, from the destruction that holds you. Come on, I want everybody's eyes focused on me this morning. Just put your phones away, distractions away, get your good old paper Bible and look at me this morning. I want you to live in the liberty that Christ paid for. And if you tune into COVID and the distractions of this world. Look at me at home. If you tune in to the distractions of this world, you'll find yourself back in bondage to that same old slavery mindset. God wants you to walk in the liberty that he paid for. It was a great, the greatest display of God's glory and, and, the, and the greatest revelation that we could ever have when, when Christ, God, the creator, came into humanity and said, not not only will I rescue you, it's okay that sin enters. He stepped back and knew that sin was going to enter the world and, and, and allowed the, the depravity of man to unfold because he knew that his power over sin was greater than that sin itself. He knew that he was able to rescue you and redeem you out of your pit. He knew what mess you were going to find yourself in. He was not shocked when COVID happened. He was not shocked when depravity. He wasn't shocked when you were left alone and hurt and abandoned. He wasn't shocked when hurt entered your life. He wasn't shocked when sin and addiction and issues came into your life. It didn't throw God for a loop. He didn't step off of his throne and say, oh no, what are we going to do in their life today because life just happened. It was for freedom that Christ set you free. He knew that there were going to be issues in your life. 
And he came to liberate you from your bondage. He came to set you free from your sin. He came to set you free from your addiction. He came to set you free from your hurt. He came to set you free from your pain. He came to liberate the captive and set you. He came to set you free from your striving. He came to set you free from your religious efforts and striving, your attempts and your efforts to appease God and make it all good. Can't happen. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Are you, are you laboring over delighting in your freedom? Are you laboring over delighting in your freedom? You know, it's real easy to tell what you're laboring over because you wear it on your face. I know you try not to, but some of you this morning are wearing what you're laboring over. You're laboring over your fear. You're laboring. You can watch it on Facebook this morning. I, I won't pick on the people in the building because you're here this morning, but you can watch it on Facebook. I can tune into your Facebook page this morning and tell what you're laboring over. It's moved from your, head, your face to your thumbs and it's out there for the world to see. Laboring over fear and worry and this and that and political issues. And it is for freedom that Christ sets you free. Get off your soapbox, get off your fear, and get tuned into freedom. Delight yourself in the freedom of the Lord. God's freedom doesn't bow its knee to a political system. Come on. God's, God's freedom doesn't bow its knee to a governor or a ruler or some head of state. He's not concerned about what country you live in and if, there's, if it's communist or a democratic society. It doesn't matter. The freedom of Christ doesn't bow to a political system, to health care issues. It doesn't concern itself with that. When you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords, you rule it all. You're above it all. You're ruling sovereign above it all. So none of that other stuff matters. Doesn't mean that it's not happening. It doesn't mean that we ignore it. It's there. But I operate in a different freedom. I step in to a, when I got born again, I stepped into a rule and to an order and to a freedom that this world doesn't know. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Christ came to liberate you. The nails in his hand became the keys to unlock your bondage. He's come to liberate you. If you're watching today online and there's addiction in your life, there's issues in your life, the nails of Calvary are there to liberate you. Christ's crucifixion can liberate you. The Bible says in John 8, 36, that if the Son has set you free, then you are free. Yes. Yes. 2 Corinthians 3, 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom. <laughs> you are liber liberated in Christ. Now, if you happen to just tune in on, on verse 2, because I said circumcised in church, and that was all you listened to, you, you might take this out of context. <laughs> so, and there are people that do that. And matter of fact, that's what Paul was addressing. Paul was addressing an issue where, where, where the Judaizers were trying to influence the Gentile church that in order to be truly spiritual, you had to be circumcised. 
and, and you had to follow the works of the law. You had to do these things. And so what Paul was telling them here in, in verses 2, 3, and 4 is that, the, that true freedom is not something that you can earn. True freedom has been given to you. True freedom was paid for, for you, and handed to you. You can't maintain it and you can't earn it by the works of the flesh. They, they, in other words, and you can take, you can say, well, you know, circumcised or uncircumcised. The Jews were taking the, the circumcised message and trying to try to get them to be, uh, you, you know, circumcised. And, and you could do it the other way around. Well, I'm uncircumcised and use that as a bribe. Any effort to try to earn a, a, a favor from God is working your way to freedom and the blessing of the Lord. And that is impossible. You can't earn freedom from God. You can't earn his blessing. He gives it to you freely. Paul says if, if this is your effort, if you've been trying to, to earn this, he says you've been estranged from Christ. The Passion Translation says you've not only just cut your flesh, but you've, caught your, you've cut yourself off from the anointed one. He goes on, if you keep reading in, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, he says, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. And what's the, what's the point of all this? The point is, is that you cannot earn your freedom, nor can you maintain it by works of the flesh. Freedom is absolutely dependent upon grace. I'll say that again. The freedom that you and I walk in, it is for freedom. The, the, the message today is this. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. That is it. That Christ has set you free. Now, everything I'm going to give you after this is supplemental. It's, it's to encourage you and to edify you. But, but the point is this. You can't maintain your freedom by the work of the flesh. It this freedom is maintained, it is absolutely dependent upon the grace of God. In verse 4, I'll read the Passion Version again. It says, if you want to be made holy, excuse me, the Passion Translation, if you want to be made holy by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you have cut off more than your flesh. You have cut yourselves off from the anointed one and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. What is the revelation of grace? What is the revelation of grace for your life? It's by grace through faith that you have been saved. It is the grace of God. What what is the grace of God in your life? The grace of God is God's, uh, let me give it to you this way. It is God's rescuing and caring exertion. Grace. God's caring and res God's rescuing and caring exertion. I'll get it. I'll say it right. It's God working in your life. It's God working in, in your life. You know, the, the religious mindset is how can I maintain this? How can I work at it? How can I, you know, I am so indebted to God for redeeming my life. I'm so indebted to his, his, his sacrifice and the freedom that I have to pay him back somehow. I have to earn his love or, or pay him back for what he's done for me. It, it becomes 
like a banker uh, doing a bank transaction. You've given me money, so now I have to pay you back with interest because you've done something for me. I've earned something, and that's not the life that we're called to, and that's not the work of grace. The work of grace in your life is that you can't earn it. It's the work of God in you. Let me help explain it this way. You know, uh, our kids like to like when Daddy gets down on the floor and plays with them, and and I I enjoy you know whenever that is we have time to, you know every day's different, but we get down on the floor and we play and get their toys out and. Those of you that have had kids know exactly what this looks like in your living room. Now all of a sudden, you're down on the floor playing, and there's toys everywhere. There's, there's building blocks, there's Legos, there's dolls, there's, everything is out all over the house. Those of you that know me know that that's probably not setting well with my need for organization and cleanliness. And so after they get done playing, the, the response is what? It's time to pick up and go to bed. It's time to get ready to go to bed. It's time to clean up the mess. And one of two things can happen. I can look at the kids, and, and both of them, by the way, have happened. I can look at the kids and say, pick up your toys, and you have three minutes to get it done. And if you don't get it done, you are in big trouble. And then there's the other option where dad gets down and helps them pick it up and gets it done quicker and say, I beat you. We got it done faster. Okay, let's go to bed. And we have fun doing it, right? So there's, there's two ways to approach that. The first way, Jonathan and Zoe's crying. Jonathan's got his lip out. Doesn't work. You know, and then they're throwing the fit, right? They've... They've been put under a burden of slavery. <laughs> I want them to do something, but they are under the law. And they are doing it with depression and working because they are fearful of the trouble that lies ahead in three minutes if they don't get it done. Now, on the other side of that, if daddy comes down and helps them, Daddy gets on the floor and helps them, it's a joy. All of a sudden, obedience is not fear, it's a delight. It's joyful. Let's do it together. Let's have fun. Let's make memories together. And all of a sudden, the task is like Mary Poppins. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. It's all, it's all fun and games now. Grace is the latter of those examples. Grace is God saying, I'm going to step in and help you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to not only liberate you, I'm going to change you and help you walk out your freedom. I'm going to help you live in the freedom that has been purchased for you. I'm going to come, the Bible says, our, our helper, the Holy Spirit comes and wrestles with us in our weakness because we don't know what we ought to do. We don't know how to pray. We don't know how to live. And the Holy Spirit comes in and he rests. That's the effect of God's grace in our life. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10, Paul's, Paul's saying it was God's grace working in me 
that I was able to labor more abundantly than everyone else. He says, so God's, God's grace at work in Paul's life enabled him to work and to do his ministry. In Romans 5, in verse 21, it says that it talks about grace reigning through righteousness. There's an image there of grace reigning as a king over our hearts. The, this, this grace is more than just the favor of God. It's part of it, but it's, it's multifaceted. It's, it's, it's the, the favor of God, but it's more than his favor. It's, it's the life-changing, it's the transforming work of God in our life. Amen. It's the transforming work of God in your life. You and I are utterly, absolutely, hopelessly dependent upon the grace of God at work in our life. It's for freedom that you've been set free. You can, you can wear your bondage. You can wear your fear. You can stay in your mess. And make of no avail the work of Christ in your life. That's what Paul says. You've cut yourself off. When you try to do it through your own works, when you try to stay in, in, in your own mess, your own religious works, you've cut yourself off from Christ and the revelation of grace. If you really want to talk about cutting something, is what he's saying. Really, if we want to get to the nitty gritty of what Paul's saying here. If you really want to talk about cutting something off. Don't talk about cutting your flesh. If you want to talk about cutting, he actually goes on later in chapter 5 and talks about what you should cut out of your life. But, but, but don't cut, we're not, we're not talking about religious works or what flesh you've got to cut. We're talking about being operating in the revelation of grace for your life. He says, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to ju be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. Have you, let's, let's make this even, even more practical. Have you ever found yourself trying to justify your actions or inactions? Let's just break it down a little bit more. Well, I did it because, or if they only knew and you start justifying how you behaved or what you said or did. Come on now, don't shout me down when I'm telling you the truth this morning. When you, when you try to operate in justifying yourself, you've cut yourself off from grace. If you just say, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a goober and I messed that up. I, I did it wrong. I messed it up. There's grace for that situation, right? This doesn't just work in your relationship with God. This isn't just a truth for, for your relationship with Him. It's a truth and a reality for your relationship with others. If you try to live in justification, try to justify your works, I, I, and, and make it's pride. What it is is the response of pride. I'm okay. Look at me. Do you hear me this morning? When, and we do that in our, in our response to God. We justify, we do it with others, we justify ourselves, and it's a response of pride. Hum, humbling yourself, everybody say humility. humility. Did that hurt? Did it hurt to say that? Did you feel that? Humility. Humility is the work of grace in your life saying, 
I'm humbling myself and living a life of repentance. I'm, I, I'm, repentance isn't just a one-time thing that you come to an altar and pray a prayer. Our Christianity is a lifestyle of repentance. It's a life that is continually turning away from sin. You all know your Bible? It's a life that's continually turning from sin. So how do, we, how do we live in the freedom that Christ, if we keep going in Galatians chapter 5, at verse 5, Paul answers this. He says, for we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. How do we live in the freedom that's been paid for? We can't earn it or maintain it except by the work of God. And he tells us here in verse 5, this is, this is how the believer's life ought to look. Number one, he says it's for we through the Spirit. So this life is through the Spirit. The life that you and I live as believers began by the Spirit of God. Galatians 3.3, if you go back, Paul's trying to address the issues of the church in Galatia. And, and he's dealing with this issue of circumcision versus un, uncircumcision. And this has been going on for multiple chapters now. And he starts off in Galatians 3 by saying, You foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? He, basically what he's saying to them, if you keep reading, the Galatians, uh, they had been ensnared, they had been bewitched was the word that he used. What they began by the Spirit, they were now trying to accomplish by works of the flesh. And Paul was addressing that, saying, you began this by the Spirit. The life that you have, the freedom that you have, is, is by the work of God. And you have that liberty in your life because of the Spirit of God at work in you. So you've begun in the Spirit. In Galatians 2.20, it's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God is living on the inside of me. And that life that began in the Spirit is continued by the work of the Spirit. In Galatians 5.25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So this life of freedom is life in the Spirit. That's why we talk about praying in tongues so much. That's why we take time and service to corporately pray in the Spirit together. That's why we talk about singing in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, life in the Spirit. Why? It's not because we want to try to annoy you talking about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> life, your life as a believer is dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm sending another helper, one just like me. Your life is dependent, your spiritual life. How do I know if you're walking in the Spirit? Because I can take a thermometer this morning and stick it in you, the biblical thermometer. And stick this thermometer on the inside of you and see what comes out.
Life in the Spirit. When you're living in the Spirit, it doesn't matter whether they church goes your way or doesn't go your way. They sing your song or don't sing your song. Or everybody treats you nice or they don't treat you nice. Hello. I'm living in the Spirit. I'm walking in the Spirit. Does anybody hear me this morning? Life in the Spirit. Doesn't matter what they said to you on Facebook or if they unfriended you or not. Life in the Spirit. What's coming out of you tells me whether the effect of God's grace and the working of the Spirit is happening in your life. Are you yielding to the work of God? You can't make it happen. You can't check off enough boxes for it to happen. But you can yield and allow God to begin to change you and transform you. Y'all need to get your minds out of the gutter. You need to live in the spirit. You put a thermometer in somebody's mouth and you test them. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, you can hear every thought up here. So I know exactly what some of you were thinking. You can hear it. It's like screaming. If you all are as a bunch of babies, we can stick that thermometer where it needs to go. But, but I, I hope I'm dealing with some mature people. <laughs> we can stick that biblical thermometer where it needs to go. <laughs> some of you all needed to laugh this morning. Some of you say, I don't get it. You'll get it when you get home and think about it. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) You needed a good laugh. (laughs) This life is in by faith. It's in the spirit by faith. In verse 5, it says that we have this hope of righteousness by faith. Galatians 3, 5, therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by hearing of faith? Is God working in you by the works of the law or is he working in you by the works of faith? Did God save you by works of the law? Did God heal you by works of the law? Did God deliver you by the works of the law or did he do it by the works of faith? Hebrews 10, 38 says that the just shall live by faith. And then he, he says this, we eagerly await, verse 5, that we do this in the Spirit, by faith, we eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. We eagerly are awaiting for the coming of Christ. You know, this for freedom, Christ has set you free. And we think a lot about that Christ has set us free from, from the law of sin. We, we, we talk about the, the bondages of sin being broken. We talk about the law of sin being broken. And that's true, that we've, that law of sin is broken. But there's another law that was dealt with by Christ. There's another law. The law of sin was dealt with, but the law of sin and death was dealt with in Christ. There's a, there's, there's a natural law that's in effect right now. It's called the law of death. Every single one of us, in a moment, we don't know what our, what our date is, but there's a date book in heaven, and it has a date when every single one of us will die. There's, it, is, it is known to the Father in heaven every day. It is appointed unto men once to die, and then the judgment. Every single one of us. And there's a law 
that every one of us are under. It's called the law of death. And our natural man, we deal with this law of sin that we're liberated from in Christ. And it becomes a constant of walking out our freedom in Christ. And there's a law of death that is at work in the natural. But you and I, good news, have been liberated from the law of sin and death. As believers, we are not under that law of death. They're in our natural bodies, our, our, our natural bodies are in this, this tent. Paul talked about our natural tent and it's groaning, awaiting its redemption. This natural body, this mortal body, someday, Pastor Grace saying about it earlier, is going to put on immortality. There's a day coming, friend, where you and I are going to step out of this life into the next. And Paul says here to the church of Galatia that we are eagerly awaiting. I'm not just passively awaiting. I'm not sitting on the sidelines watching the game of life unfold, looking for the day occasionally when, when heaven will become reality for me. He says, no, I am eagerly, I'm involved in this, eagerly awaiting that day when my mortal flesh is going to put off its mortality and put on immortality. You see, for you and I, death is just a moment. It's just stepping out of one life into the next. We're not truly dead. We're, our bodies, our fleshly bodies may be in the ground, but we have put on immortality. In this life, I've been made free from the law of sin. But there's coming a day where I will put on immortality. And I will be free, finally, permanently, forever, from the law of death. That law, that law of sin and death that reigns in this life will be finally and forever dealt with. How... How about you, friend? Are you actively, eagerly awaiting your redemption? Are you passively just sitting by, letting the game of life unfold? Are you living this life dependent upon the Holy Spirit? Living in the Spirit? Walking by faith? Eagerly awaiting his coming. It's for freedom that you've been set free. Worship team, go ahead. It's for freedom that you've been set free. It's for freedom that you've been set free. Why don't you stand with me this morning? You've been liberated. If you're born again today, you've been liberated. I said, if you've been born again, you've been liberated. I said, if you've been born again, you've been liberated. And the, if you walk in the natural, the natural, you will want, it will, it's justification. You pick up justification. I'm going to justify it. I'm going to justify my life. I'm going to justify my actions. You're going to live in an offense, live in issues, live in hurt, live in fear. Pick up all that old mess. But that's not the life that you're called to. You're called to live in freedom. You're called to walk in victory. 
Let me, let me, let me take the word and, and use another word and say victory. Well, I'm glad all three of you agree with me. I'm not going to give you, I can't give you a step A, B, C, D. This is how you're going to walk out your freedom. Everybody's always looking for the, give me the one, two, three. How do I, how do I become a millionaire? How do I live my best life now? How do I check the boxes? Give me, give me the plan and I'll, let me do this. I'm not, I won't, I can't, it won't work. Because then all of a sudden you've exchanged the grace of God for your works of the flesh. This life is a lot more than just fulfilling your dreams and plans. It's for freedom that you've been set free. It's for freedom that you've been set free. Let me, let me, you mind if I just keep going for a moment? The rest of you will just have to be quiet and listen. I read, I read part of verse 6 earlier. It says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Freedom, just keep going on this, freedom is about faith working through love. For freedom you've been set free, love causes that freedom to manifest. The same love saw you in your pit and redeemed you in the middle of it liberated you, brought freedom brought victory into your life now becomes the same love that flows out of your life into others it's for freedom you've been set free you delight in your freedom and make others happy in theirs that you could sum up the gospel in that you delight in your freedom and make other, others happy in theirs. Yeah. If you start thinking about, how do I help others be happy and delight in their freedom? You'll live a life of honor. You'll outdo one another with brotherly love. You won't be operating in an offense. anybody hear me this morning? <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to help you. That you have, have you ever, those of you who have kids, have you ever given your kids a gift that they only understood like a little bit of what it actually did? And you're like, man, if you would just, if you could just get what this really does, you know, our, our kids have the, what are those Kindle tablet things? You know, and they, they're happy at just putting lipstick, you know, Zoe's just happy putting lipstick on the girl, you know, designing and just, she's just happy doing that. And I'm like, baby, th this, this is a, like, this is a little mini computer. We didn't have these when I was a kid. <laughs> we had these big old massive phones that we put in the car and hooked them up to a battery and you know, all that. We had CDs and cassettes. Some of you know what 8-tracks are. <laughs> Now vinyls are coming back. 
<laughs> Could you just, you know, maybe expand your vision? Can I say that to you today? Maybe just expand expand your vision this month. Maybe in July, you could just ask the Lord to expand your vision this month of what freedom is all about. Maybe, maybe you could ask him to expand your vision about what freedom, because it's really not about shooting off fireworks and putting up American flags. It, it goes way beyond that. <laughs> we, are, we are patriotic, but it goes way beyond that. Expand your vision of the freedom that Christ has paid for in your life. If you keep going, oh my goodness, Holy Spirit, He just, I know I had y'all stand. I, I want you to get uncomfortable. The, I'm just joking. The, if you keep going back to the, to the dog vomit, if you keep going back to the mess, if you keep going back to the drugs, the relationships, the issues, the fill in the gap, the lying, the cheating, the stealing, whatever. You keep going back to that. What freedom is there? What freedom is there? You've been liberated to go above and beyond that. To not keep playing in the sand when God's called you to a vacation on the sea. Get out of the mud and the sand and the muck and go out into the deep waters, Psalm says, where the miracles happen. Here's what happens. I'm going to teach for a moment. When we, when we have a works mentality, when we're trying to earn it, check the boxes, circumcised, uncircumcised, what happens is we begin to put parameters on our Christianity that God doesn't set. I'm not talking about works. I'm not talking about what you do or you don't do, sin or not sin. But we start setting parameters that God can only do this much. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is the box that I'm okay in. Whatever that is. I'm, I'm okay going to church on Sunday mornings and just doing that because that's my religious duty and I feel good about myself because I went to church on Sunday morning. I, and, and if I'm really spiritual, I'll tune in on a Wednesday night to the virtual broadcast. And, and I'll, you know, and we put, I, I, I'm just, just, just journey with me. I'm not trying to be, make you mad. I'm just trying to help set a, trying to help you expand this morning. So we set parameters on our Christianity. Right. And what we end up doing, going back to the, the vacation at sea is we hang out on the beach where the water's just ankle deep when there's an ocean to explore. We've, we've set our box of, well, I went to church or I tuned in online. I did my thing, so I'm okay. That's, are you, that, all that is, is are you circumcised or uncircumcised? You're asking the same question, different words. Right? So when you take those parameters off and you realize, I've been called to live a life of freedom. It's for freedom that Christ... I don't just have to stop at the beach. I can, I can walk on the water. I don't just have to... I can, I can dive out into the ocean depths of His love 
and experience what Paul talked about, the height, the depth, the breadth of his love. I can walk in the supernatural. I can, I can read this Bible and it's, it, it's living. It's not just words on a page. It's living. It's active. As I read this, he speaks to me and shows me things. Does anybody hear me? This when I, I can pray and my prayer time just doesn't have to be five minutes. I could pray for five hours and, and feel like it was only three. Does anybody hear me this morning? Because when, how many of you have ever said, well, I, you've walked into a situation, well, I gotta pray for three minutes. If I'm gonna be spiritual, I'm gonna pray for three minutes. Got my timer set. Siri's gonna tell me when three minutes is up. Okay. I don't know what to say. And you start thinking about everything that you gotta do. I'm just talking very basics this morning, but this is reality. Take Take the religious work off. Stop checking the box of did I pray enough or read enough and just sit down or stand or whatever and do it. And say, Lord, you, it might start off, your prayer might start off with something like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like praying right now. I don't feel like spending even three, 30 seconds right now, Lord. I am just busy, I've got life. I know it's wrong, but that's just how I feel. Don't shout me down when I tell you the truth. So Lord, change my attitude. Let grace have its effect in my life right now. And then we read it. Paul said, you do this by what? By the Spirit. Jesus, I worship you. I don't feel like it. I don't really want to be here. I wonder if McDonald's is open. I'm not going to Bob Evans today. <laughs> and then he feels <laughs> and he fills your mouth with laughter and your tongue with <laughs> shouts of joy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Soto, let's just, <laughs> let's practice. <laughs> holy, holy. <laughs> Come on, just lift your voice with me this morning. Come on, let's just practice. <laughs> This morning, let's practice yielding to the grace of the Lord, the work of the Lord this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We just surrender to you today. We just surrender, Lord. We can't change ourselves. We can't fix ourselves. <laughs> we can't do enough to earn. We can't do enough to earn your love. We can't. We're, we're indebted eternally 
but we could never pay it back. We can never begin to pay back. Jesus, you're worthy. It's for freedom that you've set us free. It's for freedom that you've set us free. Expand our vision, Lord, this morning. Expand our vision. Expand our expand how we view freedom today. Lord, expand, increase the reality of our freedom. Not what we can get away with. <laughs> Not the minimal, but Lord, our freedom. <laughs> Our freedom, Lord. <laughs> Jesus, our freedom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, everybody's wanting to figure out what they can get away with these days. <laughs> everybody's trying to figure out, you know, what sin can I do and still be a Christian? <laughs> can, you know. With the all said it was tonight. Can I how much cussing is too much cussing? <laughs> how, much, how much can I drink a little bit and still be okay? Can I oh come on now? <laughs> that do you realize? Do you realize I'm gonna put the mic down in a second because I know people are getting offended right now. But do you realize your opera when you when you ask those questions? What can I get away with? Well, is it okay for a Christian to drink? Is it okay for a Christian to cuss? Is it okay for a Christian? Do you, you're asking the wrong question. That's not freedom. That's, that's slavery. Then, then are you saying it's okay to do that? You know, that's the follow-up question. Well, then, if I don't ask that question, is it okay to do that? How about you start asking, what does my freedom in Christ look like? How about you start asking questions? What does it mean to be free in Christ? What does it mean? What it means is I don't have to do those things. <laughs> I don't have to cuss. I don't have to cuss. I don't have to use perfect. And I don't even have to ask if it's okay because I don't want to. Because <laughs> I've tasted of freedom. Is this helping anybody this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you grab hands with your family there by you? If you're comfortable and want to grab somebody else's hand, you're free to do that. But we're going to pray this morning. <laughs> Y'all been with it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Expand our vision, Lord. Bless your people. Bless your people. Let the blessing of the Lord, Father, let the blessing of heaven be upon our people. Lord, those that are watching online today. And those that are in this room today, let your blessing be on their life. Lord, I pray that they'll be overtaken with your goodness and your joy, your delight, your happiness, Lord. They'll find themselves happified in you today, Lord. They'll be overtaken with your joy and your delight today. Lord, they'll be overtaken by your peace and your comfort today. Lord, they'll be aware of mercy and goodness that's walking right alongside of them today. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Lord, help us to just shift. It's for freedom that we've been set free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you worship with us this morning?
Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.